You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, forward prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Dear Multi Hyphenate. I am your host, Michael Kushner, and my hyphens are actor, photographer, producer, writer, and podcaster. Thank you so much for listening, and please subscribe wherever you download podcasts like Apple, Spotify, Pandora, where make it easy on yourself and have all your Broadway Podcast Network podcasts in one place by downloading the Broadway Podcast Network app. So head to the Apple Store and download it for free now. So exciting news, Feinstein's 54 Below asked me to be a part of their reopening, and I'll be performing my new solo show, Michael Kushner Sings His Hits for Pride, at Feinstein's 54 Below, on June 30th at 9.45pm. Tickets are going fast, but truly, I'd love to see you there. So you can follow me on Instagram at the Michael Kushner or at your multi-hyphenate and find more ticket information there, or just directly purchase a ticket at 54below.com. I'm going to skip you got a question this week and be very personal. To be very candid, as I always am, this is a scary experience for me. As I have actor in my list of hyphens, it's been a second since I've been on the stage for longer than one song. Because nothing was sticking in auditions, I wrote and performed a one-person play called Move With Me back in 2018 at the Green Room 42. But still, that's almost three years ago, and I often talk about for every hyphen we have... That equals to the amount of rejection we're able to put up with. So, like, I have five hyphens. That's five times the rejection that I'm putting myself through. Uh, For everything we put out into the world, we risk rejection. There are artists that have solo shows with the reopening of 54 Below, and they sold out within 24 minutes. 24 minutes. But as a multi-hyphenate, we have to promote awareness. So why am I sitting here comparing myself? Because I'm not used to selling solo shows, I have to work a little harder to build an audience that wants to see me do that hyphen. I have an audience as a photographer, as a producer, as a podcaster, hi to those that are listening, and a writer. But who comes to see me as a performer? That's the exciting thing about this journey is as I dust off the old pipes of performer in this magnitude, what is my identity now? Who is literally going to buy what I'm offering? There's lots of reflection, lots of patience, and lots to balance. And being a performer is to be a warrior. And speaking of warrior, today's episode is really special. I have Mary Jo McConnell, whose hyphens are a little different than what we've heard under multi-hyphenate. 
Mary Jo, who I call MJ, is an actor whose career on stage and screen spans 35 plus years. But not only is she a performer and coach, she's a veteran who focuses on using theater as a healing tool to those dealing with post-traumatic stress. On Memorial Day, May 31st at 7.30 p.m., Mary Jo McConnell will be performing virtually in Remember Me, stories of courage and service as told by the Veterans of Bedlam Outreach. Inspired by the stories of veterans dating back to the Civil War who are interred at Greenwood Cemetery in Brooklyn, five veterans share remembrances through the lens of their own service. Visit bedlam.org forward slash remember hyphen me or MJ's link tree in her Instagram bio at Mary Jo McConnell. I hope that as you navigate the industry, as we emerge from the pandemic, this episode helps you find calm and balance, and above all else, healing. And as always, we start with a quote. And this quote is, I think, relatable in a lot of different ways. When I saw it, um, I thought this matched MJ, uh, Mary Jo, I call my friend Mary Jo, MJ. Uh, I, I This matched MJ's energy and I believe her purpose we go back a few years but we'll probably wind up talking about that but the quote is honor to the soldier and sailor everywhere who bravely bears his country's cause honor also to the citizen who cares for his brother in the field and serves as best he can the same cause welcome Mary Jo McCon are you crying Okay, so we start with Miva Klempt. <laughs> Aww. Why are you crying, MJ? Because that is such a touching quote, and it talks about everything that I am and a lot of things that I believe in. Um, that was said by Abraham Lincoln. Wow. I know. It sort of like came, and that's how I feel about you, is that, you know, you are a veteran, and we will talk about your one person show and your veteran stories and how that influenced your art. But the way that you care for your, when I met you, I was terrified of you mainly just because I base, like I, it's something that I've gotten over, but like, if you have cool credits, if you were like, if you have like these like stories to tell these like people that have been a part of the industry, like you are a superhero in my eyes. Like I will be, like I am like I am obsessed with you and I saw you on the sister act tour and I never I don't know why it wouldn't it didn't ever occur to me that you would become one like my a family member a mother to me it's just like so this quote really resonates with me when it comes to you because you are you care for fellow artists the way that you would care for your fellow soldier Thank you for that. I really appreciate that, Michael. And I think that's the, as is evidenced by what we've just been through in the past year. Um, we have to care for each other. It's really the only choice. It really is. Um, so let's start at the very beginning. So a very good place to start. I want to see you as Maria. Oh, honey, you would have to go back to high school. <laughs> And I will share that my my reverend mother had braces, <gasps> so that when she was singing "Climb Every Mountain," I was like, 
bouncing the lights off of her, um, or, or bouncing off of her braces. And then I'll tell you another really funny story. So, of course, St. Vincent Fair High School, 65th and Lex. The theater was, of course, in the basement. <laughs> and when the moment when Georg kisses me, the nuns ensemble was all lined up with their little heads, one on top of each other, peering around the corner to watch the kiss. Oh my Lord. Wait, that's hysterical. I played Captain Von Trapp when I was 11 <laughs> and we had like, we had these weird like hip hop underscores to the music. So it was like, how do you solve a problem like maria it was wild it was wild i would loved i would have loved to see that production of sound of music with you and the braces with the mother with the mother abbess that's funny and do you know that i heard from my from the actor who played georg when um when they when they did Carrie Underwood did the um the recent telecast yeah. of the sound of music he searched me out found me and sent me an email saying that i was an amazing maria oh my gosh <laughs> Isn't that sweet well you're like rocking a maria hair right now these long locks i love it it's pandemic growth baby it's beautiful it's like pantene pro v it's good <laughs> it's gorgeous so you your your trajectory and the way that you have blossomed into this incredible multi-hyphenate um it's it's incredible so how where did it start because your history is like so incredible so take it away thank you i think i would call it a circuitous path yes um but all bound together i have really i have come to realize by my why hey which well, is which is healing well did you bring up why because i talk about it on the podcast or do you or it's like a genuine like you lead with your why like are you a big believer in the why tell me more about it i am a believer in the why i i think that once i owned that purpose once i identified that that was my purpose all my hyphens made sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And instead of feeling like a jack of all trades and master of none, I was finally under this umbrella of why. Yes. yes, I'm a healer. And everything that I do has that purpose in mind. What would you say your why is? Like if you were to wrap it up in a pretty bow right now, what would it be? It's just pretty simple. My purpose is, is to heal. I love it. And once you realize your why, once you realized your why, do you remember where you were or like what, like, was it, was it a, a moment where you were like in the shower and you just, you, you dropped the soap and you were like, oh my God, I found it. Or were you just like, oh, it, 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 it's simple. It's just, it's that. And then you carried on with your day. What was that like? Yeah, I would say it was the latter. Uh, um, the the concept had been identified to me um, by another coach, and I think I was mulling it around in my brains. And then I think I just took a breath one day and went, oh. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I think because I, I, I teach a lot of artists that haven't been introduced um, the why yet, I think that they're looking for a bomb to be dropped. Mm. But we all know. 
We know why we do what we do, but just putting it into a cohesive sentence, an idea, makes it easy for us to go, I don't need to go on that audition because it's not a part of my why. Mm. I don't need to produce that project because it's not a part of my why. I don't need to do that photo, that photograph, the photography project because it's not a part of my why. Yes, and I'll take that even one step further. When I started doing the work that I uh, that I started doing with veterans, and um, I learned from my mentor Stefan Wolfbert, who um, created, invented the program Decruit. Once I learned to ground and breathe and identify where things sit in my body, then it's not just a thought running around, but I embody it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you do. Just your presence alone is healing. Like I know whenever whenever I'm having a moment of of when my brain is opaque and I can't think and I can't see, I know that you are going to offer clarity. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I, I, I seek it from others. Uh, I, you know, I'm certainly, I'm certainly not um, 100% proficient. <laughs> right. So I, I, I also accept that, you know, I accept the fact that my purpose is to heal and that some days I may be off purpose and some days I may be off balance. And then I perhaps need to seek the counsel of a healer. Yes. Yeah. We all got to be there for each other. You know, therapy for me has been extremely healing. I realized that I've needed it for a lot longer than I've been actually going to. And, you know, there's no shame in that. It's just a way that I can gather my thoughts and get clarity on moments that are confusing me. And I just wish that we all had that empathic view for not only each other for ourselves because then we would be a much more uh, a much kinder um society well let's hope that the work that you're doing in 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 putting out podcasts like this that invite this type of conversation let's let's hope that it invites this conversation in in your listeners lives i i like to think that it is um sometimes you know i i feel that i'm just sort of talking against you know to a brick wall and you know, I can I can talk to a brick wall and get and get her to respond to me. But like, you know, it's it's sort of interesting to uh, to go, well, I hope someone listens. You know, I hope someone takes something away from today. But people do, which is and even if an audience doesn't, at least, you know, I had a, a stimulating conversation with someone. Mike, would you like to take just a couple of minutes to do a little exercise? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, um. I'm going to invite both you and your listeners, um, you know, to go on this little journey. And the first thing, first thing I'm going to ask you is uh, how you don't have to share this with me, um, but how are you feeling right now? Just take a breath and catalog how you're feeling right now. And now I'm going to ask you, invite you as it were to place your feet firmly on the ground to really Feel your feet making contact with the floor. Spread your toes. And now feel the energy of Mother Earth supporting you through the floor. And now I'm going to invite you and your community to breathe together so that we all arrive together in this space. 
I'm going to ask you to inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth on ah. And together, inhale. And now a second invitation to do that and make any sound you want to make on the exhale. Together, inhale. And now I'm going to guide us through a box breathing or square breathing exercise, as it's called. I'm going to call out the cadence. And when I use the term sustain, I mean to retain all the breath in your body for a count of five, or to have your body be completely empty of breath for a count of five. This will be a cycle of three breaths, and I will call the cadence. And together, inhale, two, three, four, five, sustain, two, three, four, five, exhale, two, three, four, Five, sustain, two, three, four, five. Inhale, two, three, four, five. Sustain, two, three, four, five. Exhale, two, three, four, five. Sustain, two, three, four, five. Inhale, two, three, four, five. Sustain, two, three, four. Five, exhale, two, three, four, five, sustain, two, three, four, five. And now a cleansing breath. And now I invite you and your listeners to consider how you feel now and if you note a change between before the exercise and after participating in the exercise. Ooh, that was nice, MJ. That was a that was a nice surprise. Um, I feel really, I feel good. Great. So that took all of what three minutes to ground, breathe, be present in the moment, and to observe without judgment how you feel. Mm-hmm. this pandemic has been that in a lot of different ways. There's been like um, a stacking of tensions, a stacking of breath. Like I would try, like try to get clarity, you know? And then there's like this, like then, then there's confusion and then there's clarity and then there's confusion. And then it just seems at times to really like be difficult to even take three minutes and do anything for myself or anything productive even, you know what I mean? Like this pandemic really kind of threw me for a loop. And I don't know if I've tried to connect with myself like that in a bit. That felt good. Self-compassion. Um, uh, oftentimes the givers, the healers, um, will extend themselves to show compassion for others and to hold space for others and forget about the need to do it for themselves. Yes. 
And I like to think that I'm doing things like that at times. Like, you know, I looked at my schedule and got overwhelmed and I was like, Michael, cancel those meetings. You can do it. Just reschedule them, scatter them out more. And I did, and that felt good. But was that enough? Did I hold to the ground enough? Like, you know, one person was giving me a little grief where I was like, no, 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 I told you I'm not available. I'm not feeling well. Please listen to me. This is a pandemic. <laughs> We're still there. And I'm. this is my self-care. I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> defying expectation. I have to, and we have to take care of ourselves in in this crazy time. And we've spent a lot of time, you know, helping our partners or our family members who were really in dire needs. Um, and I've extended myself. I am, um, you know, I'm complicit <laughs> in in wanting to help so much that sometimes I sacrifice my own well being. Um, but I'm coming to the point now where I really have to take a good, a good hard look at that, and and recharge my batteries. And um, I'm I'm vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I feel really blessed about that. And all I can envision, honestly, is is a week on a beach right now. Mm, doesn't that sound good? You know, just I know that's what I'm craving, and that I'm going to have to carve out the time. Um, to to do that um with my husband um because we we just need a break i need to i've been looking at these four walls you know for a year mm-hmm. and i am blessed because i have four walls and mm-hmm. a roof mm-hmm. um but i also have to recognize that i i just need to be outside more and i also realized what an important healer nature is mm-hmm. and that i've not had enough of that during the pandemic um, you may have seen some of my posts during the early um, part of the pandemic. I would go up to my roof. I, I live in a brownstone in Brooklyn, and I would go up to my roof and do sippy cup shout outs um, to various theater companies mm-hmm. um, to remind people that they still, these theater companies still needed their support. Mm-hmm. But just being on that roof and taking in the fresh air and seeing the Manhattan skyline and seeing the clouds. Um, was so healing for me, even if it was too cold and I just was able to do it for a few minutes. So I'm seeking that now. I'm, I'm seeking just to be in nature um, for, a, for a good long time to make some vitamin D and recharge my batteries. Recharging our batteries is what we all need to be focusing on. <laughs> and And we're getting glimmers of that weather that we can be outside, you know, that 60 degree weather it was and yeah. it's really interesting mj it's like i was just in a meeting right before we recorded this podcast and um with uh, their professor and they were sort of talking about ptsd even though the weather has been getting nicer it still is bringing them back to the mm-hmm. moment that the world changed and i'm sort of getting that sense too that that nicer weather coming out of the winter, but all of a sudden, like, it was like we were high alert. Everything was shutting down. Every There was so much sadness mixed with this, like, the world sort of being born again. A hundred percent. And I think if people are aware of what it is that I don't use the word 
um, trigger because mm -hmm. I work with veterans. Right. Uh, I use the word activates. Um, what activates them? Um, because we could call this right now a traumaversary. <laughs> it's what it does feel like. It's what it does feel like. Um, I am... acknowledge and share those feelings and write about them or speak about them. And, um, and, and I believe, and I've spent, you know, the pandemic, my pandemic pivot was really working with the veteran community because we knew that the veteran community um, often isolates and then add the pandemic on top of it. And we said, oh, no, 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 no. We've, we've got to get online and we've got to start offering programs digitally so that even if it's just for one or two hours a week, um, our veterans are in community, even if that community just looks like a bunch of little Zoom squares. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and that's what we did. And we're coming up on, on the year anniversary of the start of the Veteran Arts Workshop online portal. And um, we've we've just offered classes every week, free classes to veterans, and some of the um, cohort offers um, classes to family members of veterans as well because they also um, have PTS um, from what yeah. their veterans have gone through, and so we've been doing that now for a year, and um, it's one of the most gratifying things I've ever done. Now, MJ, when did your work with veterans start? Ah, I'm, I'm going to take it back to the origin story, um, which was that I, until 2015, I didn't identify as a veteran. And I should explain to the audience that I, I served in the Army Nurse Corps. I was not deployed. I served stateside. I never saw combat. And I didn't believe that I was worthy of being called a veteran because I didn't serve in combat. Until I started working with an organization, um, Stefan Wolfert and Decrude. And I was sitting in a meeting and this Green Beret, so, you know, 25 years jumping out of airplanes and fighting in multiple, multiple deployments, said to me, MJ, I couldn't have done my job unless I knew that you and people who served in the roles that you did were there to take care of me if I was sick or injured and to take care of my family if they were sick or injured. And that just blew me away. And I finally realized that now I could own that identity. And once I owned that identity, I started connecting more within the veteran community. And then once I started working with Decrut, which uses um, Shakespeare and personal narrative to promote mm -hmm. healing the veteran community, it dawned on me that my why was coming all together, mm -hmm. that all of my skill sets were coming together being a veteran, being a nurse, being a guided meditation leader, being a Shakespearean-trained actor. All of those things finally had a home. They had a place where they all kind of came together. And I experienced a crew. I came to an evening that you were working with the veterans. Yeah. How... 
as a multi-hyphenate, how have you taken all of your proficiencies and been able to deliver with Decruit and with the work with the veterans? I think once you have all these hyphens at your fingertips, yeah. I mean, Nick, we're layering mm-hmm. metaphor here, but yeah. let's, let's roll with let's it. Let's roll with it. Let's go. That when I'm, I'm sitting opposite somebody, at any given moment, I can deploy any of the skills that I think will promote the healing of that veteran in that moment. Beautiful. And that's, I think that's what it is, is just knowing and owning that you have all these different skills that, that go to your why, that, that will enable you to achieve your why. What are the hyphens that you activate during, what are the proficiencies that you activate when you're in a space like Decruit? Sure. Well, a, a nurse, because, you know, nursing is, is always a, assessing. It's, <laughs> it's observing human behavior. It's observing bodily functions and systems, um, you know, to see what's off balance, what's off kilter, what needs an adjustment. Then there's the actor. Uh, and all of the training, you know, mm-hmm. that I continue to amass as an actor. And within that actor subset is the confidence of being able to speak in public, knowing how to use my breath, mm-hmm. um, knowing how to analyze text, knowing how to um, offer an adjustment that empowers someone um not not to feel that they made a mistake, not to feel that they um, that that they were dumb or that they didn't get it. But here's another choice. Mm-hmm. Here's here's something to maybe open your heart to, or whatever part of your body, you know, is is speaking through this character. So there's there's the acting training, and then uh, I was trained. I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition um, when I got off the road from all shook up, and I trained as a health coach. Because I, I left the practice of nursing um, when I felt that I, I just couldn't serve in the way that they wanted me to. I just didn't feel like in hospital nursing that I had the time to teach and educate my my patients, that I had the, the opportunity to be empathetic, that I could hold any of that for them. I mean, there were nights I was lucky if I got to pee. <laughs> so... That just wasn't satisfying. And so I, I knew that I wanted to offer healing modalities and combining Eastern and Western medicine. And I wanted some kind of framework to do that. And so I went to IAN um, and became a health coach. So I've got the health coaching practice, which I've now kind of rebranded as a resilience coach. And then I have my guided meditation, um, which I studied four years ago and have really really deployed this past year um, in service of mitigating stress and and promoting healing. So I, I would say those are all my prongs. Those are all my hyphens. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That's amazing. So uh, I love what you were saying about you know, offer opening your heart and offering criticism to not make someone uh, feel dumb or stupid or wrong. And it's incredible the, you know, the image that I have of a soldier, of a veteran, is of strength, is someone that is used to, you know, a boot camp experience and getting punched in the gut and seeing death. And that means that they're strong. But it's incredible how much word choice matters. Language is really critical. Can you talk to me more about language and why it's critical in the situations that you, and are there any comparisons to how a soldier is like that of an artist? I think the fact that they're two very committed beings. They're, two incredibly committed entities and committed in mind, body, and spirit, that all of those things um, need to be aligned in order to achieve the mission. Um, There's something about being in the military, about that level of camaraderie, Mm Um, that I have not found duplicated. Even in the theater? Even in the theater. And we know that that camaraderie is like, there's, you know, we like to think there's nothing like it, but there is. (laughs) Here Here we are. You know, there is. I can't imagine the stakes that, you know, every day is like, it could be their last. And that, you know, that, band of brother, sister, sibling experience that, um, you know, that they're experiencing on the front lines, how much of a life source that must be. Yeah. And to, and to, and to, I I have of late been, um, uh, committed to decentering the male combat veteran (laughs) as, as the, as the model for PTS. Yes. Um, because our um, our female identifying veterans have have suffered quite a bit. How have um, how are some ways that you've been able to sort of dive into that work with the female identifying veterans um, that you've sort of noticed this? Well, I'll I'll just say it out loud that there is. Um, a disproportionate amount of the female identifying veterans that I work with have experienced military sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's a deep, deep moral injury because 
you volunteered to serve your country mm-hmm. and you were betrayed mm-hmm. by the hierarchy that is purportedly there to protect you and enable you to do your job and contribute to the mission. There's such a um, comparison to artists experiencing that as well with sexual assault and with racism that the environments that are created that are supposed to be created for inclusivity and diversity are not that at all and we've really experienced we've really experienced um at least (laughs) we've really uh had our eyes open to that the uh the intensity of it you know and i've had to examine myself was i complicit right same you know did did i speak up when i saw an actor being singled out and you know being dressed down in front of the company by the director or by the supervisor And I have to think about that. Mm-hmm. And I can, I, th- I believe that I can honestly commit now that if I was in a setting where that happened again, mm-hmm. that I would not hesitate to stand up and say, could we please take a breather here? Yeah. And then ask to speak to stage management. Um, I, and could you imagine, I just had this image in my mind if, everybody in the room did that simultaneously, spontaneously. If one actor was being dressed down, everybody got up and said, could we please take a breath? Yeah. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping we're, I'm hoping we we're there when we're all in the same room. Well, what I'm really hoping is that, that, oppor- that we don't have the opportunity to do that. I'm hoping too. I'm hoping there's <laughs> been some awareness yeah. um, instilled in 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 the powers that be, and understanding that intimidation m- might be fine for uh, a soldier in boot camp, right? But it is not acceptable um, for an artist doing their best to interpret someone else's work and your interpretation. Of someone else's work right right it, you know we were where we met mj hmm. that was um you know we met through trisha tangai originally like you know very briefly but we uh the first the first time that we got close together was uh shades of wayne we did a reading of a musical called shades of wayne at musical theater factory both of which were founding members of and yeah the excitement of being a part of MTF was was incredible, and I'm so uh, I'm so honored that I was given the opportunities that I was at MTF and the work that I was able to participate in. But just being there felt like it was enough as an ally, creating a safe space for marginalized, decentered people, trans people, people of color to be able to tell their stories. But really, how much more work? I have to do and continue and will have to continue to do for the rest of my life. Not just, it's not just about showing up. It's about 
<laughs> it's about delivering and continuing to show up and you know investing in the really uh the the really you know scary moments that where the stakes are high you know um that image of you sort of saying something you know i used to go uh i can't you know just you know you want to keep everyone happy you want to make sure that you know you don't upset anyone you never know who you're really auditioning for like they could be no fuck that it's over it's done yeah i i think it's about taking action Mm -hmm. what what action steps are you prepared to take right um and i you know bringing it back to you know to the soldier framework a soldier is trained to carry their their fallen comrade out of harm's way and i i my, i'm just going to go with that there's so we're unpacking so many beautiful comparisons to the artist and the combat soldier how they require training they require intense <laughs> intense circumstances of you know of mental exhaustion love and physical 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 wear and tear Mm -hmm. and you know something that comes to mind is you're talking about the artist needing you know uh and on some we're talking about the artist ensemble and camaraderie right Mm -hmm. but you know at like what comes to mind is that the combat soldier needs the camaraderie in the moment when they're in the front lines, but really where they need the most camaraderie, I feel is after. Yeah, when returning from the mission. And, and so you, you, you know, you brought up PTS. Now, correct me if I'm wrong in saying the D, you've been saying PTS, not PTSD. Is there a reason? Yeah, um, post traumatic stress, and not labeling it a, a disorder. disorder. Sure. I use theater as medicine tools. Mm-hmm. I use grounding, breathing, observation without judgment, personal narrative. Mm-hmm. And then we, once all of that is foundationally in place and supported by community, then we can use a piece of Shakespearean text that mirrors symptoms or feelings experienced in the personal narrative and allow that artist to speak using these highly poetic words that are often written in iambic pentameter, which actually mimics the heartbeat. Yep. And allow them the opportunity to experience these feelings through another character's eyes and soul and understand that after they do that, they come back to the room, they look everyone in the eye, they ground, Mm -hmm. they breathe, Mm -hmm. they observe how they're feeling, and take a deep breath. Because you brought up iambic pentameter and the heartbeat, can you give us an example of that? Well, the, the the rhythm is ba-bum, 
Ba-bum, ba-bum, ba-bum, ba-bum. Do you have any text? Um, I call thee then vain flourish of my fortune. I call thee then poor shadow, painted queen, the presentation of but what I was, the flattering index of a diaphragm pageant, one heaved a high to be hurled down below. Beautiful. It's just that, just listening to you is healing just listening to you and understand like it's grounding it's it's music you know it it is musical and that's um queen margaret from richard the third who is um cursing <laughs> cursing those who who have uh wounded her mm -hmm. but i have and when i initially worked on 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 that text I was loud and yeah. hurling, you know, fireballs at them. <laughs> and now I am just sitting back and breathing into my lower back and placing my feet firmly on the floor and just owning. This is what I've experienced. And you have wounded me. And there's such power. There's such a reclaim to that. You know, to go, no, 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 no. I'm not going to spend any more energy. Yeah. Any more energy. I'm going to heal and I'm going to proclaim how I'm feeling in this moment. I'm going to proclaim without me spending any energy. You know, there's such a, it's, it's a command. It's, you know, it's commanding, it's healing. Yeah. And it's extraordinary. And, um, I just also have to point out that Shakespeare wrote a lot about veterans. There are a lot of um, talk. There's a lot of talk of war yes. in the canon. And so um, veterans seem to align themselves um, very beautifully with this text. And the poetic language allows them allows a part of their brain to come back online that might have been offline due to trauma. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Now your hyphens ex bring you into this world, this very intense, meaningful, but very intense world. When you are on tour when you are mm -hmm. doing because you have many national tours under your belt and you know you're you frequent uh sets you are a you are a working actor and you're incredible and when so when you go to auditions when you're on tour how do you how do you bring these hyphens to your own personal work when you're when you're in a book musical or when you're going from audition to audition, how do you, how do you translate what you've been doing with this incredible work that you've been doing with the veterans? How do you translate it to yourself? Sure. Well, I would say the, you know, a year spent self-taping. <laughs> Let's just drill down to that, shall we? Yeah. So 
I am so grateful every time I get an opportunity. Yeah. So let's let's start from a place of gratitude. And then I think, okay, I'm so excited to work on this character, to to bring her to life, to um to speak these words that someone else wrote and see what I can bring mm-hmm. right to, to to the work. And then I catch myself going, okay. So when I have to, um, you know, plan self-tape day, right? It's not just, I spend 15 minutes taping the scene. Mm -hmm. I spend an hour and a half Mm -hmm. in hair, in my hair and makeup trailer, you know, which is in my bathroom. (laughs) Right? Pressing the clothes, choosing the wardrobe, getting my set ready. I I can't leave all this stuff up in the middle of my living room. Good (laughs) Lord. You know, we deserve to have a space that doesn't look like a a movie set all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then I have to do all of that work and um, big shout out to my husband, John Johnson, um, who will be, who's listening, I think next door, (laughs) Uh, my gaffer, my reader and my DP. Yes. Yes. But And then, so finally, I'm on my mark, and I'm finally ready to do the deed. And we do the deed, and now I have to get up and go look at the playback to see if I want to make any adjustments. So my right brain, my left brain, they're screaming in competition with each other. Wait, you're a creative. No, no, you're you're a reasoner. You're a decision maker. No, no, you're a creative. No, no, you're a reason maker. You're just... Okay, can you guys calm down? (laughs) You know, and and... And I'm I'm just being honest here, full disclosure here. You know, as I I am I am not any mindfulness saint. You know, I am a pilgrim here. <laughs> and and sometimes my husband just has to look at me, and I was like, yeah, okay, fine. You know, and and it's just it's really about the breath, really. That that is my biggest tool mm-hmm. in the in, in in the mitigation of my own. In, you know, in, insanity is just the breath. The breath is everything. And in a moment, in an instant, it'll bring you right back, right back to where you need to be. It's, it's, it's the reboot button. It, sh- it really is breath. It, you know, what do they say? The plie is the last thing you'll learn. And the, the first thing you'll learn, and the last thing you'll master. And the same thing with breath, you know, if we're uh, if we're accessing that uh, breath is the first thing we learn and the last thing we master. And it's it's so funny. It's such a vital thing as we do it every day. We do it on autopilot, but it is the answer to so many of our issues, so many of our problems. Yeah. Um, uh, Taking something that's automatic. Yes. And turning it into something that is a deliberate action. Yes. So MJ, thank you so much for joining me today. You know, (laughs) the reason why I love recording these episodes is because I truly have no idea what direction they're going to go in. And that, and that's the exciting thing about a multi-hyphenate is that there are so many bags of, I don't want to say what you're saying, you know, I don't want to say compared to a bag of tricks, but there are so many bags of tricks that we can whip out so many different avenues to go on. And we just have open dialogue, open conversation and today was all about your um, your healing. And I'm glad that you talked about your why because uh, you need to carry in your why for every single thing you do, your headshots, your self-tapes, your coachings, your resume building, your website building, every, your Instagram presence. Every single thing needs to be guided by your why. You don't need to 
print it on a banner and put it or put it on your audition book or put it on a t-shirt. You don't need to do that. Just have it there present and it will help create a fuller life where you have more control, just like MJ, just like your friend MJ, who does work, who does work that is important, work that is important. So MJ, you have some upcoming stuff that you want to share. What is that? I do. So um, everything can be found. First of all, my Instagram is kind of my home base. And in my bio is my link tree where I've got um, everything that's going on. Come on, link tree. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, link tree. Whoever invented that, can I just say thank you? Thank you, link tree. If anybody hasn't watched Hunters yet on Amazon Prime, I could really use the residuals. (laughs) Well, I'm getting into that right now. Uh, I can't wait to watch Hunters on Amazon Prime, where you will catch Mary Jo McConnell. So everyone listening, get on Amazon Prime and watch Hunters. Please make sure that MJ makes her rent. Please that, no, not your rent. You've owned that, you've owned that, owned that brownstone for forever. Not brownstone, honey. One floor. Oh, one floor? Yeah, no. no. <laughs> yeah. I would be, if I owned the brownstone, I'd be on that beach right now. <laughs> Well, you've been trying to move your ass to San Francisco for how long? I I, I have, and it's going to happen. I feel it. Well, but I'm I, I I'm a little um I'm being a little you know self focused and saying like I'm just so glad you haven't moved yet because that's just more time with you. Even though I haven't seen you in a year, it's true. But you know what? I'm vaccinated, so I'm going to be coming for a hug. You better believe it, M- Michael. Thank you for for inviting me and and for just having this conversation and and trusting me enough that we would just have a conversation, you know, that mattered. You are my show mama and I love you and I trust you. And, (laughs) um, and anyone that has any question, uh, anyone listening that has a question for Mary Jo McConnell, please, uh, contact her on social media. She is beautifully active on social media. Uh, we'll give you all that you're looking for. So please follow her. And if you want to be featured on my segment, you got a question, you can always write me on Instagram at the Michael Kushner uh, or at your multi hyphenate. Follow me if you're new uh, and haven't followed me yet. Follow me. Follow Mary Jo. Follow Broadway Podcast Network. Thank you to Broadway Podcast Network. Thank you to Patrick for engineering this episode. Alan, Dory, Britt, Katie, and Yo. You're all such an incredible team. And I love you forever. MJ, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Michael. I love you, multi-hyphenate. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.